may be seated. Our scripture today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 9. I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 9. Grace to you and peace from our God and Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to God, to my God always for you, because of the grace of God that has been given to you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to that end, so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom you were called into partnership of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for being able to celebrate this Christmas season that reminds us of Jesus' birth. We ask now, O Lord, that as we hear this word proclaimed, that you will speak to our hearts and our minds what we need to hear from you. Help us, O Lord, just to receive it, to treasure it, and to apply it to our lives. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Sometimes in reading the letters of Paul, we forget that there's a context, that there's a situation, that there is... Uh, a situation that, that, is, that sometimes we're not completely aware of in the churches that the letters are being written to. And so we get a small section of a, of a letter and we often miss the full context of what is going on. But we've studied 1 Corinthians enough that you know that Paul is writing to a church that he spent a lot of time starting. He spent nearly two years there, getting them set up, training leadership, getting them prepared to do ministry in their community, trying to train them in the faith so that they would understand what it meant to believe in Jesus Christ and to be a follower of Jesus. Yet despite all of this preparation, despite all of that instruction, despite all of the energy and time and effort that he had put into the church, when Paul left, there were problems. You would hope that he had spent enough time and set them up well enough that when he went away, they would have just kept humming along. But the scripture tells us basically that they had some issues that after he had left, he began to receive reports that the church was divided. He began to receive reports that they, they were trying to one-up each other when it came to spiritual gifts, that they were, you know, arguing about who had the best spiritual gifts, that they continued to divide in different ways. For example, when they came to the Lord's Supper in communion, some got there early, some got there late and didn't get anything. All of these topics were really important. They were, they're deeply theological. They're questions about how to be the church, how to live together in community in a Gentile society. All of these things were important. But before Paul gets into all of these heavy topics later in the letter, He's got to first prepare them to receive what he's about to say. And so what we have is in the very first chapter of 1 Corinthians, as Paul is basically preparing them 
for all that he will say later about what they need to do as a church. And he begins very plainly, I give thanks to my God for you always, for he has given you the grace of God in Jesus Christ. He says, you have been abundantly blessed. You have received spiritual gifts. You have been enriched in Jesus Christ in your understanding and in your knowledge, in every possible kind of spiritual gift. This was a church that had been blessed by God with what they needed to be a church. But as we know, just because you have something doesn't mean you know how to use it. You can take a hammer and you can drive a nail or you can hit somebody over the head with it. Both of those are not proper uses of a hammer, right? You've got to know how to use what you've been given. We have to remember that when it comes to ministry, God has given us many gifts and talents and abilities. But how we use them is up to us. How we apply them is up to us. And so what Paul is trying to write the church about is, here are your spiritual gifts. You have been richly blessed, but you need to learn how to use these to build up the church and the kingdom of God here on earth. Because after all, that is, that is what we're supposed to be doing every single day as a church. We're supposed to be building God's kingdom here and now. When Paul looked at the Corinthian church that had so many gifts and talents, he says basically that they had been blessed not just with gifts, but with leadership. They had prophets, they had teachers, they had evangelists. People had emerged from within the congregation to help lead that church. And they had all of these great things going for them. And he says in this portion of scripture, you are lacking nothing. You are lacking no spiritual gift. Everything you need, God has provided. This is really important because we often operate in our lives from a mentality of scarcity, of what we don't have, of what we haven't acquired, of what we think we are lacking. And Paul wants to encourage the church by letting them know that they are to operate from a spirit of abundance and provision by God. He wants them to know that every single thing that they need to be the church that God has called them has been given to them in Jesus Christ. So I thought about the illustration for this sermon, and I wanted to call it Some Assembly Required. And the reason for that is because to understand this, I thought about how when my kids were little, we would often get things for Christmas to give them, and on the box it would say, some assembly required. Now, if you're a parent, you know that that doesn't really mean that. It means go make you some coffee, find your glasses, and get ready to spend several frustrating hours putting something together. That's what it really means when it says some assembly required. And so many of us have gone through that experience of receiving a gift, but there was an assembly required. There was something that needed to be done in order for that something to be what it looked like on the box. And when we open the package, we know the experience, right? 
you're supposed to pull out everything from the box and you're supposed to look for the instructions. And I say that because us guides, we tend to try to start assembling before we've read the instructions. But you're supposed to look at the instructions and on the instructions, there's always a list of everything that is included in this package. You know the list I'm talking about. I'll have a picture of every single part that came in the box. And the first thing you're supposed to do is to compare that picture with what's actually in the box. Why? Because if you don't have all the parts, I don't care how good you are at putting stuff together, it's not going to work. Because you're missing something. So the very first step is always making sure that you have what you need to put it together. And Paul was saying to the church, let me tell you something, you have everything you need to put it together. God has provided you with every gift, every spiritual blessing. He's given you his spirit. He's given you a relationship with Jesus. And you have what you need to be the church that he is calling you to be. So you check the parts and you make sure you have everything you need. But that's only the beginning. You haven't put anything together yet, have you? All you've done is verified that what's supposed to be there is there. So what's next? The wonderful instructions that go by numbers. One, two, and you've got to flip the page. And sometimes they make you feel like a total moron. Because they have little arrows pointing to things like, this way, turn it over. Hold it up as you do this. I have all of these instructions that try to explain step by step what you need to do so that what? So that you won't mess it up. So that you will do it correctly. So that at the end, you get what you need as the finished product. And when Paul is writing to the church in Corinthians, he's basically saying, you have what you need, but you still have to follow the instructions. You still have to pay attention to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. You still need to know how to put these things together, how to use all of these gifts that you've been given, because these gifts are not so that you can point attention to yourself. They're to build the kingdom of God and to serve your community and to provide a strong witness for Jesus Christ. And Paul, in essence, was saying to the Corinthian church, I want you to be encouraged because everything you need is in the box. But now I want you to follow the instructions because I left and you all went off script. You all decided you knew better. You all decided you were going to do it your own way. You need to go back to the instructions. He says this is really important because everything we do in ministry is not by our own wisdom or by our own understanding. It is by the wisdom that is given to us by God through his Holy Spirit, through his word by the instructions that we have received through our relationship with Jesus Christ. And when there is assembly required, you really want to pay attention to the one who is providing the instructions because they made the thing in the first place. They designed it. They knew what they wanted it to look like when it was put together. And when it comes to the church, God is the one who puts together and designs the ministry of the church. 
It is God who has come up with an idea of how we need to work together so that other people will know about Jesus Christ. And it is he who gives us the instructions. When you pull all of those parts apart and you start following the instructions, sometimes it doesn't make sense. You're putting it together and you're going, this looks nothing like the picture. This doesn't look like what it should. But then as you continue to follow the instructions, what happens? Slowly but steadily, what you're building starts looking more and more like the picture of what it's supposed to be at the end. The shelves actually look like shelves now. The, the piece of furniture is actually looking right. Whatever you're putting together is finally taking shape and form into what it's supposed to be. But it only happens as we follow the instructions and go through the steps. Paul was trying to tell the church of Corinth, look, it might not look right right now. Everything might not look like it fits like it needs to. But if you continue to be faithful, the God who has been faithful to call you and to give you everything you need will continue to help you to put it together so that it is exactly what he wants it to be at the end. So that you can stand before his throne at the end and give an accounting for your life. Paul says, trust God. He is faithful. He is the one that has called you into a partnership with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And he has given you everything you need to put it together. When I read this scripture, I just find a lot of encouragement. Encouragement from Paul, encouragement from the Lord, because what it means for us as a church even today is that as we continue to do our ministry, we can continue to trust that God is faithful to provide for our needs that God is faithful to continue to give instruction and that God is faithful to put that which is missing in so that we can continue to form the ministry that he has given us. But this also can be applied to our individual lives. Anybody ever felt like things are missing in your life? Things are not quite right. Something is off. And when those things happen, we get hit with doubt and fear. The enemy tries to come and plant some deceit and some fear in our lives and in our minds by saying, you can't put this together. You can't do this. You don't have what is needed. You don't have the parts. You don't have everything that you need. And at that time, I think it's important for us to remember these kind of scriptures that remind us that God who made us knows what we need and provides for our needs and will support us in our needs and that he will help us to build the life that he has for us. Christ Jesus has enriched us through his Holy Spirit and he's promised that he will always be with us until the end. One time I purchased a new set of doors for our laundry room. And I opened the package and I was trying to be good and follow the instructions and look at the picture and everything and check everything was there. And I immediately found out that part of the hardware, you know, has two doors and I only got one kit of hardware. 
And I don't know about you, but I started freaking out. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to have to return this or do something. And then I saw in big, bold print on the little pamphlet, do not return this to the store. Call us. We'll make it right. I said, why not? Let's try it. So I dialed the number. And a lady came on the phone and I said, I, I just bought this, brand new, opened the box. There's only one set of hardware and I got two doors. She got my information down. She got the model number of the door. She got all the, all the data of my address. Two days later, I had a whole brand new set of hardware to be able to put the doors up. My faith was restored. You see, when you're missing something in your life, you need to go back to the manufacturer. God is the manufacturer. He made us. He knows what you need. He knows what model you are. He knows what's missing in your life. He knows how to provide it, and you just need to learn to call on him, to go to him in prayer and say, Lord, I'm missing something here. And let him provide that need, provide that which is missing in your life, provide that which is missing in your job or in your family or in your situation. You know, we have a lot of faith when we buy these things in boxes. We are trusting that the person that packed this put everything in it that was needed. That's a big trust. <laughs> because I haven't opened the box. I haven't looked inside. That's called faith. I am putting faith in the person that put this together that they did what they were supposed to. If we can have faith in something that was packaged probably in a big manufacturing plant... Can we not have faith in the creator of the universe who knows everything about us, knows what we need, knows where we are in our lives, knows what we're going through, and knows what tomorrow brings? I think Paul was telling the church, God's got this. Whatever problems, whatever situations you're going through as a church, I want you to know that God will provide what is needed. He will help you to continue to put together your church to do the ministry that it needs to do. And you will be able to stand blameless before him in the day of the Lord because he who has called you is faithful and you can be faithful in your obedience to him. As I think about our own church in Skyland, I just think that God continues to call us to build the kingdom in new and different ways. Sometimes God's creativity challenges our resources because God calls us to bigger and greater things, to be ambitious for the kingdom of God in terms of reaching people for Christ and to challenge ourselves to live out of a spirit of abundance and not scarcity knowing that he always provides for the needs of his people. What I found in ministry is that if God calls you to it, God will provide for it. If God sends you, 
he will go with you. And if he, God, God tells you it's going it's to be, it's going to be because you can trust God. I pray today that if there's anything missing in your life, if there's anything you're struggling with in your box, that you'll go to the manufacturer today. You'll say, God, I need your help with this. I want you to help me. And that you will trust him because he is faithful. We're going to open the altar for prayer as we go back to worship. If you want to come up and have somebody pray with you, you can come to anywhere on the altar. If you would like to pray by yourself, there's a reserved spot over here on the right between the green banners that you can just have prayer alone at the altar with the Lord. But we want to give you an opportunity to come up and to have some time of prayer as we worship together at the end of this service. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for your goodness and your grace. I thank you for being faithful, O Lord. Thank you, Lord, because we know that you provide for our needs, that you continue to build your kingdom through us. Help us to use all the gifts, all the talents, all the blessings that you have given us to build your kingdom here, to give a witness for Jesus Christ, and to help people know about him. Especially during this Christmas season, we pray, Lord, that you will help us to celebrate the joy and the light that comes through Jesus. Help us to share that with others. And just remind us, Lord, that because of your grace, we can build your kingdom. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. The altar is open as we worship.